So the devil in the end time, as the time gets shorter, actually it's Adam's lease. He knows when the lease date is up, the one that he usurped from Adam. That's why he's got the authority in the first place. When he sees that thing get shorter and shorter, his wrath goes greater and greater because he's literally fighting for his survival. Today, Gloria Copeland and Billy Brim continue their teaching on how to use the authority Jesus gave you and utilize his spiritual weapons of warfare to defeat the enemy. Next, on The Believer's Voice of Victory. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Believer's Voice of Victory. Billy Brim's back with us today from Prayer Mountain in the Ozarks. And we've got some really good, exciting things ahead of us. So don't let anything interrupt you. Isn't that right, Billy? Right. You know, I enjoyed last week, and I'm enjoying going on with it this week. Uh, the Lord had given me this, just a phrase. It comes from a, a larger uh, portion of Scripture. But the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. That's right. And we went through that word by word last week. And um, I want to begin today with, um, it's fascinating, Gloria, to think about there are other realms and the Bible speaks of an unseen realm around us that we can't see. Mm-hmm. And in 2 Corinthians 4:18, it says, While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen yes, are eternal. Which is the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing. <laughs> I mean, the things we see here um, are temporal. They're, they're passing away with time. But there's an unseen realm all around us, and of mm-hmm. course there in the heaven of heavens, uh, that we can't see with the natural eye. And I want to read uh, today from um, John A. Macmillan's book, because we're talking about the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Um, you really can't see much of the realm of the warfare that we do. We talked about this scripture actually comes from um, a a, a broader scripture which talks about your mind and the mind being the arena. Uh, But uh, the enemy is unseen. We don't see him. The Holy Ghost is unseen. Jesus says like the wind. You see the effects of it, but unseen. So uh, in this book, The Authority of the Believer, which is so great by John A. McMillan, he, he writes. Where are you? Uh, page 85. Uh, page what? 85. All right. I think you maybe we'll have a, a marker over here. 85. Okay, okay. Between 85. the visible and material sphere in which humans dwell and that unseen and intangible spirit realm which surrounds and in, inner, uh, penetrates it, No veil exists save the inability of mankind to see the immaterial with eyes adapted only for the viewing of material things. The the only, uh, like Brother Hagin, he he once was teaching and he said, I'm going to teach you today on demons, the devil, the devil, demons, and demons possession. He said, if your eyes were not holden, that means, you know, inability, 
You could see that the very air about you is infested with demons, but not to worry. There's at least twice, twice as many angels. So that's what he's talking about here. Uh, there's a veil and that veil is over our eyes and God chose to put it there. He chose that we didn't uh, see all the time the demons running around, low-level devils. Yeah. And even chose that we don't see the angels. Throughout this vast region, unseen intelligences, some good and some evil, everywhere move. We're going to look at the good. Who's the good there? The good angels have a constant and definite service to render for the saints of the Lord. They are called ministering spirits sent to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation. All round about us, according to Hebrews 1.14, there are angels and they're sent to minister for me. They are given charge over God's people to keep them in all their ways. Psalm 91.11. At rare times, they may openly manifest themselves. Even in these days, But the believer is never to seek contact with angels, nor are his prayers under any circumstances to be directed to them. His knowledge of them and their service to him and their nature comes from the word of God alone. Uh, Gloria, have you ever seen an angel? I have never seen an angel. No. You two of us sit here who have never seen angels. (laughs) Now, I have seen things. I have had visions of uh, something... Uh, that I've never seen the Lord Jesus in a vision. I, I did have him appear right here one time and talk to me. And what he talked to me about, I saw. And uh, I've, I've had things I've seen, but I've never seen the Lord Jesus. And I've never seen an angel. No, but I I, but my, my daughter told me, Brenda, who has the discerning of spirits operating in her lives, life, that means the seeing into the realm of spirits. That's what that gift is. She said, Mother, if I told people how many angels I see, they'd think I was crazy. Wow. Wow. I like that. Brenda, but whether we see them or whether we don't. They're there. They're there. That's Praise right. God. Charge over us to keep us in all of our ways. Glory to God. Amen. Now, with the unseen in that realm, with those that are evil, the Christian believer has nothing whatever to do except to ignore them save when they interfere with the believer. Then his indicated duty is to resist them. James 4, 7. Submit yourself therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Brother Hagin said, if he didn't flee, you didn't resist. Because it is written that he will. 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith. Steadfast. Now, that, yeah, that's resist. the key word there, steadfast. Yeah. You, you don't you, blink. You, you resist him and you say, well, nothing happened. No. You, you're steadfast. You've got to be steadfast. Absolutely. And, and you can't yield. run around not saying yield. that. Yeah, you do, Gloria. And I'm telling you, some people, uh, uh, you, 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 they learn about the authority of the believer. And if it doesn't just right like that, something drop away, they start confessing all the bad things the yeah. devil's doing to them. Yeah. You keep your mouth shut about that. That's and you right. say the good things God is doing. You say, speaking I right. resisted him and he's got to go. That's right. And uh, I want to tell the uh, experience here of Brother Hagen. 
He had an open-eyed vision of Jesus. Now, Brother Hagen, Kenneth E. Hagen, for whom I worked and whose books I did, he, um, he had visions of Jesus. Jesus appeared to him face to face, and he wrote a book, I Believe in Visions. Uh, but this time, he told this time Jesus was coming. He's standing right in front of Brother Hagen, and he's talking to Brother Hagen. And this little thing, he said it looked like a little monkey, came there and threw up like an ink, like a veil, an inky uh, ink screen between him and Brother Hagen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and Kenneth Hagen said, I was looking, and, and Jesus just kept talking. And I thought, I want to hear what he's saying. Doesn't he know I can't hear what he's saying? Why doesn't he do something about that devil? So it went on and on, and finally Jesus just talked and talked. And finally Brother Hagen stomped his foot, and he said, in the name of Jesus, you get out of here. And that ink, that veil went away, and that little thing went off. And, and, and ran. And I think it was even saying while the, uh, the screen was up, yakety yak, 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 yakety yak, yak, yak. Mm. And so Jesus then, when the screen was gone, he said to Brother Hagen, I'm glad you did that, because if you had not done that, I could not have done it. He said, oh, Lord, surely you meant you would not have done it. No, no, I could not have done it. All authority on heaven and earth is given to me, and I entrusted you with the authority on the earth. And then he said this, Gloria, and I'm telling you, it's the truth. You can read that New Testament through, and you cannot find one place that he told the church to pray that he would do something about the devil. He said to Brother Hagin, I've done all I'm going to do about the devil for the church. I've given them the authority. They're the body, and they are to take care of it. He put it in our hands. He put it in our hands. So with the evil uh, that's out there that we can't see, you know, in that realm, uh, we are to resist them, and they have to flee from us. Now, he says, now where, what I, I, am, I am on page 85, and I'm about in the middle of the top paragraph. I got it. Oh, four or five lines from the bottom. The appointed weapons of our warfare are the authority of the risen Lord and the blood of the Lamb. To the man of wholehearted consecration and of scriptural faith, these will be found all sufficient at all times. Remember our theme? The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. They're not natural. They're not not natural. They're not they're not of that. And so uh, he used for the scriptures here, of course, he used um, Mark 16, 17, and 18. He's the risen Lord. And the risen Lord, after he's conquered, he's risen and he says, These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, there's your weapon. In my name, the name of Jesus. In my name, they shall cast out devils. That's right. Doesn't just mean that, oh, somebody comes in here and they're demon-possessed and we cast it out. No. It means wherever we go today, Gloria, we're going to cast the devils out of our pathway. We're not going to let them operate over our heads in the heavenlies. That's right. We're not going to let them operate in our children's lives. Mm. In the name of Jesus. In my name, they'll cast out devils. Now, uh, I wrote the book, The Blood and the Glory, and I wrote it. I was looking for the glory, and I saw a lot of bad things happening to, to good people. And some of it seemingly when these good people didn't do anything wrong. And Gloria, I tell you what was the big key. 
It was before your Southwest Believers Convention. And your niece was your secretary or your administrative assistant, whatever you called her. Was her, uh-huh. And her husband was the head over uh, your foreign office. And they took out to eat, I think your Australian uh, content officers. And a drunk hit their van. And your little niece was killed and her unborn child. I'm telling you, that's really what got that book of uh, the blood and the glory started. Hmm. Because I knew there was no known sin there. You know, here this thing came out and hit it. And so I started seeking God. Hmm. And a, a part of his answer to me was this. He asked me a question. If God asks you a question, it puts you on your toes and you're not quite sure the answer what to give him. <laughs> but I was seeking him so, and I heard his voice. And he said, you are an end time preacher. Now I know to say end of days, but then I didn't. You are an end time preacher, are you not? I didn't know what to say. Thought about saying, well, what do you think? You know, I, I don't know. <laughs> he said, what did I tell you the devil would be doing in the last days? And so I knew where to look. And he had me go backwards in the verses. He had me go to Revelation 12, 10 and 10. Uh, the accuser. No, 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 no. 10, 12, 12, 12. Revelation 12, 12. The devil is come down unto you having great wrath because he knows that he has but a short time. So the devil in the end time, as the time gets shorter, actually it's Adam's lease. He knows when the lease date is up, the one that he usurped from Adam. That's why he's got the authority in the first place. When he sees that thing gets shorter and shorter, his wrath goes greater and greater because he's literally fighting for his survival. He still thinks he can win. He's deceived in his own self. He's yeah, a deceiver. That's right. that's right. But he's just furious and he gets furiouser and furiouser. As he approaches that date. So the question to God to me was, what did I tell you the devil would be doing in the end of days? So I saw, aha, it's the devil. Hmm. He said, now back up a verse. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. Their life, it actually says. He said, yes, that's what the devil doing. But I appointed you to overcome. Not once in the Bible is it ever a hint that in the New Testament that we are ever to be overcome. We are to be overcomers with his name. Hallelujah. That's a weapon of our warfare. And with his blood. The risen Lord. We learn all of this in the word. Yep. So the word, of course, is the source of all of knowing what the weapons are. But particularly our weapons are the authority of the risen Lord. And by that we can use his name, the blood of the lamb. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. So I learned about the blood of Jesus. And I'm writing the book, The Blood and the, jo- uh, the, blood and the Glory. After these things, what I told you. And he showed me what a mighty weapon the blood is. And I, from Brother Hagin's book, I've forgotten which one, he said, 
the old timers knew something about the blood we didn't know. And then he wrote, everything we have is on the basis of the blood shed at Calvary. On the basis of the blood. I remember uh, David Ingalls wrote a song on the basis of the blood. Hmm. So on the basis of the blood, he said the old timers would, would plead the blood of Jesus. And then Brother Higgins wrote in that book, whichever one it was, I say it like this. In the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus. There's your two weapons that are not carnal. Yeah, that's right. And based on what the Word says about our risen Lord, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus. You see, you don't have to fight the devil. You couldn't win if you did. You're no match for him. But Jesus, God through Jesus defeated him for us. And so now we just hold the weapons of our warfare. We hold the shield of faith. We hold the blood and we say in the name of Jesus, Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus. Amen. Isn't that good? That is very good. I say that when I'm, I say that every single day because if you go back up one more verse and I didn't say this one, you back up one more verse. He had me to go to the verses in reverse Start with Revelation 12, 12, the devil having great wrath. Revelation 12, 11, they overcame him by the blood. Revelation um, 12, 10, the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And that's when he showed me, uh, Gloria, this is a daily thing. The devil, he's a persistent cuss. Yeah, he is. And daily, he is going to accuse you before God, and he's going to accuse you to yourself. And the only answer any of us have to his accusations are, is the blood of Jesus. So in the morning, I, I've done it ever since he showed me this years ago. In the morning, now I've learned how to rule and reign, and we're going to talk about it more uh, in the authority of the believer. But I've known for many, many years in the morning to use the blood of Jesus and in the night to use the blood of Jesus. And, you know, the, the, the devil is persistent. And we, as the, the children of God, with the weapons of our yeah. warfare, which are not carnal, we have to be persistent too. I find that people, we're going to talk about this more this week, uh, after we teach them how to rule and reign, after we teach them how to sit in their chair, after in this book, page 27, tells you every morning to get up and reign over the devil, people quit it. They don't do it. And um, we're going to be talking about this that week. sounds good. We're going to be talking about this week how, how you can do it, how you can, in your household, you have habitational authority. You don't have a, a authority over people, and you don't have authority over, uh, uh, let's say, your uh, next-door neighbors, just, just, they just allowed the devil to run rampant at yeah. their house. But you got authority at your house. And the devils who are in the air, I'm going, to, I'm going to read this from Gary Wood's book. There they are in that unseen realm. Gary, he died and went to heaven in 1966. He came back. He didn't want to come back, but Jesus sent him back. And he told them that before uh, the Lord comes back, there'd be three signs. There would be a spirit of restoration, a spirit of prayer, and an outpouring of miracles. So here's what he wrote concerning the spirit of prayer. 
While I was with Jesus, he showed me the earth. It was like I was looking at the pictures the astronauts send to us on earth from the satellite. Only the earth was encircled by three rings. Inside the first ring, the earth's atmosphere, I saw hundreds of evil spirits in Satan's domain. The evil spirits would target people and try to deceive them. If the people would accept the lies as truth, many more demons would swarm in like flies. I was reading one of Brother Hagin's books last night, uh, The Triumphant Church, and he, uh, he explained how he saw in the spirit realm where this man was bothered by demons and thought the devil's thoughts. It's dangerous to think the devil's thoughts. And so this higher order of demon came into the man and opened the door. And then all these flies like demons uh, swarmed in, lower level ones. And Brother Hagin was pointing out that the Bible says he called him Beelzebub, which means Lord of the Flies. So he saw that, Gary saw that. If people would accept lies from the devil, deceptions as truth, the door would open and many more demons would swarm in like flies. They would then begin to fall to the temptations of the flesh by allowing the demons to control them, and their lives would begin to fall apart. The demons have power to make people tell lies, cheat, steal, commit adultery, and speak evil against one another. It was like the people became puppets on a string. Now, the person let them in. He didn't have to, but they did. Then Jesus showed me that when a child of God gets before him, praying in the name of Jesus with faith, their prayers would shoot into the heavens like barbed arrows. An army of angelic forces would appear, prepared for battle to destroy the demons' effectiveness. The more prayers of faith there were, the more the demons would retreat. But if doubt and unbelief were spoken, the demons would begin to overcome. The Lord told me that as time grows closer to his return, demon activity will become more rampant. Satan knows that the final curtain is being drawn and his time is running out. Because of what he's brought here, we have immorality, perversion, da 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 But the thing is, we're going to start with it next time. We're near the end. He's really mad. And so he's there. He's causing these school shootings. He's causing a lot of things. But you and I, the church of the living God, we have got authority over him. And we're going to see how to use it this week. Good. You know, you couldn't study anything any more important. I don't think so. that subject. I think it's so. That's just being born again. Yes. Now, that would be more important. Yeah. But my, my, my. After you're born again, yeah. you need to know this. That's exactly right. Billy and I'll be right back. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember... Jesus is Lord.